We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. This one is (laughs) technically a victory pod, even though uh, we we lost and won this week. Um, So, you know, a little bittersweet. I'm going to be honest. I forgot we lost when we were getting ready to record this pod. But hey, you know what? Um, We'll cover everything that happened. I'm Jimmy, and he's Dan. Dan, how is it going, my friend? Cause it's a bittersweet. Oh my god. You know the song. You know the song. <laughs> a little bit of That's a verb ver- ver- throwback. Feeling it. Uh dude, I, I kind of forgot we had another game too, because you get so jazzed off the victory. Uh you you forget that you got stomped by the best team in the league. So yeah. but I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good after that win. That that was good. What's uh what's going on in your uh neck of my woods? Neck of your I am I in the neck of your woods? So how yeah, I get your damn neck out of my woods. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, it's going well, man. There has been a lot of soccer this past week. Um, a lot. I World mean, Cup or something, whatever that is. World Cup, Gold Cup, SKC playing twice. I mean, it is it is crazy everything that has happened. So we uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, the Fourth of July happened. Happy Fourth of July. I don't think we said that last week, but Happy Fourth of July, people. Um, yeah, people still blowing up fireworks. Did you go do that at all? Uh, let me tell you, it poured like a freaking monsoon in Lee Summit all 4th of July. That night? Oh, my God. We got like five wow. inches. The storms, I think, just kept developing directly over my house. Um, <laughs> it was oh, bad. See, that did. We got rain during the day, but we spent time in Topeka at my dad's pool, and it was all it was all solid down there. Uh, no, yeah. It was. I mean, it it people were still trying to shoot fireworks in the middle of a thunder and lightning storm, and there was some of the loudest lightning I'd ever heard. Um, cause it was literally oh, like developing right over our neighborhood. So, um, huh. fun, yeah. fun holiday there for you. Good day off work <laughs> to do nothing. Yeah. So we still had people shooting off fireworks like yesterday <laughs> because they're still making up time. Um, yeah. see Olathe doesn't let you shoot fireworks. No, they don't. And I work for the city. So you know what? If you fire them off, we will come find you. So. That's awesome. I love it. I was like <laughs> the, the little kids next door. I'm like, try it, bitches. Try it. I will report you faster than you can say Himalayas. <laughs> That's an interesting word that they have to say fast. Um, first thing, first thing I thought of, but I don't know. Hey, <laughs> we got a review, dude. You want to oh, talk about do. a review? 
Yeah, let's do it. We did get a review. It's been a little bit, but we now have a hundred and twenty-two ratings, and we have a new review. Um, we get a re- about a review every month, it seems. Sometimes they come uh, in little waves, but uh, well, let me let me just lay it on you. BCKC uh, on Monday, he, his title says Drew Moore does have a punchable face. To which I'm like, oh man, that was a couple episodes, it's right? A callback. Uh, the Toronto game, little callback, fun. Uh, five stars. BCKC says, big fan of the pod. You guys always have great points to discuss, and I like hearing just a couple of dudes talking about my favorite team. I applaud one of you for being optimistic, and also applaud one of you for being the pessimistic one of the group. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are, Jimmy. Uh, guess opposites do attract. Keep up the good work, and thanks for putting this up each week. BCKC, you're welcome. Lady or man, you're welcome. Person. We love doing this. It's it's fun, man. And we put a little bit of our own money into it. We uh you know, we have to host it. We we do a little bit here and there, so it's fun. And if you guys have yet to leave a review, go do it. We're always talking about it and you get you get it read. So otherwise you'll really upset pessimistic Jimmy and he'll go into a <laughs> downward spiral. I'll just start cursing up a storm. <laughs> I'm gonna be depressed. He's, uh, He's not okay. All right. I keep, I'm trying to bring him <laughs> oh, back boy. in. He's not okay. Um, I'm going to listen to some old My Chemical Romance and just go into a, an emo spiral. <laughs> I'm not okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, somehow we turn into a music podcast every week. Uh, it's great, dude. We, we're, we're jacks of all trades. We have, it's fantastic. I mean, we've covered everybody from Petey Pablo to My Chemical Romance. So, I mean, we, we oh, spread yeah. the gamut as far as music goes. So. <laughs> do you have a drum set in your recording room well i'm confused what happened there was that was that a noise there that uh i think i moved my mic stand and it made like a twinge was that oh i was that vocal i thought that was on purpose i thought like you had a symbol that you were like oh music symbol hit <laughs> it did kind of sound like a symbol no uh i was just i got a new chair so I'm trying to get my my feng shui down. Okay. I'm trying to make sure it's okay. Thought, may, you thought know? maybe you got like a little hi hat and a symbol, and you're gonna start doing like your own rim shots after your own jokes. Like, <laughs> uh, no, I I just play rock band uh, while I podcast. Okay. I love to play rock band. There you go. Um, I'm writing down a note to myself to get that out of the basement <laughs> and set up soon. <laughs> play rock band again. Um, Marissa, Marissa's like you will not. <laughs> In college, I do. I did play drums. She's my Yoko Ono. Yeah, I'll oh, see. She's Breaking up the band. Oh, man. She's breaking up the band, dude. Um, <laughs> I did have an electronic drum set in college because I, I play a little self-taught drums. And uh, I would, I mean, supposedly it's quiet, but it's not quiet. And I would drive people in my building crazy. So. Uh, Holy cow. Yeah. Well, I, uh, it, I I had a percussion class in college. And so I was, I had a little drum pad or whatever. And it was supposed to be quieter. And I'm in my apartment. It was not quiet. No. As I'm practicing all. all my cadences and stuff. It was ridiculous. Yeah. No, I had somebody come up you know, one time in the middle of college be like, can you stop playing? I'm trying to sleep. And I was like, oh, sure. I'm sorry. And it's like, I'm trying to pass percussion, you selfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, we're going to talk soccer here in a bit, folks. But Jimmy, I saw a movie called Midsummer. Have you heard of this? I have not. Dear God, it's like a different genre of horror. It, it's That's like, why I'm not going to see couple, it. Bro, this couple goes to Sweden and they go, they attend this like Midsummer Festival and it's so beautiful, but it turns real dreadful, real fast. And it's like two and a half hours long, but you would never know it because you're so confused and entranced by this whole thing. I haven't stopped thinking about it. Uh, pretty good film, but I walked out of there going, whoa, 
there was a lot of full frontal nudity, men and women, <laughs> that I did not expect. So yeah. I um, we're a movie I, podcast too, folks. Karaoke, <laughs> movies, wrestling, we're all over. A little bit of everything. It's a grab bag of a podcast. Um, I hate horror <laughs> movies. I will not go see that. Yeah, you do. Why? I don't need to be... Because I, I lay there at night in the dark, and I look at the doors, and I look at the windows, and I'm like, something's going to come kill me. <laughs> and I don't, yeah. need, I don't need to be thinking. Why, why do I want to go see something that will intentionally scare me? I don't need that. I'm going to go see, like, <laughs> Toy Story 4 and just have a great time. That's a good movie. So <laughs> every every night I'm like, gosh, I really say I'm going to I'm going to go get my baseball bat and like put it by my bed and I never do. And I'm like, tonight's the night. A monster's coming in. Yeah, the worst thing <laughs> fucking ghosts. The worst thing I'm worried about is I'm going to wake up and there's going to be like toys having a great time around me and like that's magical. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> fucking miss potato head motherfucker. <laughs> That's that's about my level. So um, that that's a good level, man. I bet you, you're all jacked for the Lion King, and I'm oh over here god. seeing some culty <laughs> bride of Chucky crap. Yeah. Oh my god, hardest of hard passes. Um, anyway, let's. Uh, I love them. I don't know why. Let's jump into some of the soccer here because we got a whole lot of things to talk about. Soccer games, yeah, a little bit. Soccer rumors, uh, soccer fans, like all sorts of things to talk about this week. So let's. We welcomed LAFC to town. And we knew this would be a really hard game because coming into the LAFC game last Wednesday, and we talked with Mark Rogandino about this game, and we said, you know, this game could be interesting. Both teams play a 4-3-3. Both teams play with an attacking mindset. It's going to be wide open. And you know what? It kind of was for like the first 30 minutes. It was a pretty even game. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were in first in the West. We were in last, but we looked like we could hang. And then it... um. It just all kind of fell apart in the 28th minute. Um, Christian Ramirez had a free kick that it it looked like Carlos Vela was going to take this free kick from just outside the box. And then Superman, Christian Ramirez, just kicked the ball directly under the wall because they all jumped. And Tim was more mad than I've ever seen him just about at his back line. But, I mean, you probably had a great view of this because that's right down by where you were. So... Yeah, it was a little insane, man. I, I I don't know. A lot of people say, like, I've been on walls for free kicks, which I freaking hate, by the way, but I'm like the biggest guy out there, so I should be on the wall, but I'll, like, try to hang in the back. I'm like, nope, nope, I'm not on the wall. Not this time. Not me, because I'm not getting hit in the face. You're not doing it. <laughs> but I've had keepers tell me, like, don't jump. Don't jump. And, like, an actual – we had a guy who actually played collegiate ball and, like, semi-pro stuff, and he's great keeper and was, like – really insistent on not to jump. So uh, that was interesting that the whole line jumped and it went like immediately under Ilya's feet. It was very interesting. But you, dude, you're right. We hung with this team the whole first half. And when you go in one nothing, you're thinking you can hang with these fools, man. Like one goal and we're back in this thing. Yeah. It, I mean, it was definitely an encouraging half. I mean, you're absolutely right. And Peter even mentioned as much about the jumping after the game. I think it was it was Peter who said like, you want to jump a little bit so you can get a little bit of height on. So if they like, if they try to curl it over you, you can maybe get ahead on it. But like, you don't want to jump high enough where the entire ball can go underneath you. Um, uh, that's interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. So like, you know, do do like a, like a six inch jump, maybe I don't know. But like that that was just, I mean, Tim just got up and just started ripping into his wall. Like, what the hell, man? Um, yeah, he gets mad. He really yells. I'm like, oh man, he. I think he cursed probably. I think there's probably some curse words there. Tim's been a little more mad this year than he has been in years past, and I, I can't blame him. Um, 
he's been he's been left out to dry a few times this year, and it's reflecting poorly on him, and it shouldn't always fall on him. So, I don't know. There was a video that's going around. I don't think we talked about it last week, but I watched it before the LAFC game, and it's uh, American Soccer Analysis put it out, and it's basically what's wrong with Tim Melia is, is like the name of the video. Um, I found it really informative. It's like 10 minutes long, and it breaks down like things he's doing this year that he didn't do before. Um, and basically what it was saying, and it doesn't apply to this goal, but it does to some of the others, is that like he's coming way farther off of his line than he used to. And and he in some cases, it helps you close down the angle, but in other cases, it just gives you less time to react. So there are some goals where he might have an extra split second to react, and that might actually allow him to prevent the goal, but because he's so far off his line, he doesn't have that time. And really, I think it's just a byproduct of he's not trusting his defensive line. So he's just kind of antsy. Um I don't know. It was interesting. That's kind of what we've broken it down to is that he just hasn't had much of a defensive line to to roll with. Yeah. So, I mean, you called it out from the beginning of this year. You're like, Tim doesn't look like Tim. And I kind of tried to defend them. And, and you know, I, I think it, we're, we're, we're both right in the sense that you're like, yeah, he, he's let in some things he shouldn't let in. And, and I think he's still a great goalkeeper. It's just that he cannot do the things he did before without trusting that the line in front of him will be able to do their jobs correctly. So, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, we go into the half, down 1-0. Um, okay, maybe Peter can rally the troops and p- provide some inspiration. And we can do this. We can pull out a result against mighty LAFC. And then four and a half minutes into the second half, and this is one of those goals, kind of like I was just talking about. Diego Rossi curls one in from outside the box right past Tim Melia. And if you look where Tim is, he's about three yards off his line. And t- let me just say, take nothing away from Diego Rossi's shot. It's a fantastic shot. But this does not go into the top right corner of the net. It kind of goes middle of the net on the right side. And it just can't help but wonder if Tim's just back a little bit. Maybe he's just got a little bit more time and can can get a hand on that one. I don't know. But 2-0, you're not feeling good, I bet, are you? Uh no, I mean, not at all, dude. You're like, here it comes. Floodgates are opening. They're going to make sure that every single forward of theirs gets a goal because their front three are are unstoppable. And not only that, they did, by the way. They ended up all getting a goal, even a substitute forward. Freaking <laughs> bull. Even a substitute forward did get one. Yeah, and you knew, like, it was only a matter of time until Carlos Vela got his. And you, you text me earlier in the game. You're like, Carlos Vela's got that old librarian haircut going on. Which um, <laughs> it did. It looked like a librarian. I couldn't see his hair until later in the game when they showed him on the screen, and I just started laughing by myself in the press box. It was like twenty minutes later. I was like, "Oh my god, I see it now!" Um, oh, it's fantastic. But sixty-third minute, he got the ball one-on-one with Beasler in the box, and it, this was one of, like it almost happened in slow motion for me because it was like directly in my eye line. I don't know if you could really see it from where you were, but like he gets the ball, and it's like he just looks at Beasler, and I was like, "This is, he's gonna score! Like this is exactly what's gonna happen." He crosses up Beasler so bad that Beasler like falls down backwards as he's trying to block the shot, and then Vela just kind of like casually <laughs> just like curls it in off his left foot, and it just kind of like turns around, like no big deal. Like this is just what I do, so it's just unreal. The guy, the guy's unreal. Absolutely, dude. They're all, they all put on a clinic towards the end, and it's because it's because we push so hard at, towards the end. We're like, okay, now we're down. We're chasing this game. We got to push forward. 
So all they did was catch us on counter after counter after counter, and there's nothing we could do. We were just drowning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets to a point where, yeah, you're you're exactly right. Like, all you can do is push forward, but the more you push forward, the more exposed you are in the back. So, um, you know... Hey, did you hear about this, by the way? That, uh, I don't mean to interject, but that LAFC co-owner is charged with stealing $43 million in client funds? Oh, which owner? Do you know? Is it Tony Robbins? Because <laughs> he's been on the uh, news. I don't even know. He was. A, it's. It just says a co-owner. I mean, it doesn't even huh. doesn't even say who in the write-up. Well, they got like twenty-four. But it's, a, owners. it's a big thing that just broke the past few. Well, hold on. Here we go. Sug- Sugarman. Who the hell's Sugarman? <laughs> I, he, he's the sugar man. The sugar daddy. He's the son-in-law of Peter Goober. Ah. Okay. I do not know who that is. Jason Sugarman. He's uh, he has ties to the Dodgers and the Warriors, I guess. Interesting. Um, I did not know that. It's interesting. The club's great, you know. And this was uh this was retweeted here by by Jason Davis, um, who I think you would know from. I think he's on like Sirius XM and stuff like that. He says they're brilliant on the field, but the club has some serious problems with multiple owners. Yeah, Tony Robbins is the other one, the motivational speaker. Um. He uh, he's the one who's been charged with like sexual harassment and sexual. I don't remember he's act, or not charged. Excuse me. Let me. He has been charged with anything. He's been accused of sexual harassment and I think accused in some cases oh, of sexual no. assault. Uh, he's yeah, also probably trying to put his big ass banana hands on on women that don't want it. Yeah, I mean it, it's bad. So um, they need to distance themselves <laughs> apparently from. Do you remember that? Oh no, I, I was. You don't remember? You don't remember him from Shallow Hal? Oh and, my and god! Jack Black was he like was Jesus, banana Hal. hands. <laughs> I forgot he was the guy in Shallow Hal. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Very funny. Yeah. So they're great on the field, but they got some issues with their owners. Um, Johan did get a, a goal back in like the 85th minute, which is like cool. It's you know way late. It was a nice little ball over the top um, from Ilya, who was not wearing sleeves, um, and Johan put it away three one. But then, like you mentioned, a couple goals came after that. Um, you know, Rodolfo Zelaya, no one knows who that is, um, scored like two minutes later, and then Mohamed El Munir on his birthday. Yeah. And then Mohamed El Munir scored like another minute after that, and it ended up five one. So it got out of hand really fast. Um, and it was just depressing. You're like this, like it almost felt like kind of rock bottom to me. I don't know. Did it feel like that to you at all? It it did at the moment. I was like, oh my God, call the whistle, please. Uh, we didn't even hang for the fireworks. Cause like, I didn't have it in me. I didn't have it in me to sit there and watch the fireworks. No, I don't blame you. Now, let me ask you this. So five, one is a terrible scoreline. It's awful. Let me ask you this. If this makes you feel better at all or not. Sporting Kansas City actually created more attacking chances than LAFC did. We outshot them 21 to 11. We tied them on target 7 to 7. Mm-hmm. Um, we outpossessed them 62 to 38. And if you look at expected goals, Ben Bear from MLSsoccer.com always yeah. tweets out the expected goals. Sporting Kansas City had about 3.7 expected goals to LAFC's 2.1 or 2.2, which in theory means Sporting KC created better chances yeah they just shot more does that make you feel better at all or does that make you kind of feel like well we're just wasting the opportunities we're getting so we're just really bad you should feel good because the chances 
more often than not are there. I mean, we we are always creating chances, with the exception of a couple games that is just you know like RSL. That that game was just garbage for us. Um, I don't know what that was about. I, I hate when we have little little breaks in the season because I feel like it's never good for anybody except for the people coming back from injury. Like that mental break, it just yeah, you know what I mean. So that RSL game was crap, but I you got to think that it's it's a little bit of motivation going into it because we're creating these damn chances. But a team like LAFC just Come on, man. They're 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 blowing people away. It just sucks that it had to be at home. Yeah, I mean, you, you give them any sort of chance and they're going to take it. Like that Vela goal, that Rossi goal, like the the Christian Ramirez goal. Like you can't give them things like that. They're going to put them away. Um Peter said he thought we played actually fairly well throughout the entire game, and he mentioned that again in the post-game press conference after Chicago, which is probably tough for fans to hear after a 5-1 loss. Beesler actually said it's almost more frustrating and when you hear about the advanced stats like that because you're like all that means is we're not doing the things that we should when we put ourselves in those situations like we might be putting ourselves in those situations but we can't actually do what we're paid to do which is score goals and win games so I thought it was an interesting perspective from Beasler. and after that game he sounded more like despondent and lost than I've ever heard him sound um he just basically was like interesting I don't, he was like really sad. He was like, I don't know what to do. Like, we've never been in this situation. We keep trying to fix it and we can't. Um, and he was like really apologetic to fans. So it, I don't know. It was interesting. I, I hadn't ever heard him. He didn't, it wasn't like he was giving up, but it, he, it was like, he was just kind of like, it's gotten so bad that I'm at a loss for words anymore. I don't even know what to say. So it's, it's kind of how we feel. And that's kind of how we feel. It's a, uh, it's a little frustrating. Yeah, it, it was just odd coming from Beasler because Beasler's usually that guy who's like cliche answer, like you know, there's there's a lot of games in front of us. We just take it one game at a time. We're just gonna look toward next. And it was just interesting to him hear him be just kind of like, I don't even know anymore. Like I don't know. So <laughs> uh, that kind of sucks, though. I mean, he needs to. They need to stay focused because there are enough games to get things done. Like, do I have any anticipation of us to? go far in the MLS playoffs? Not really, not realistically. But to make it, that's a very attainable situation. Yeah, so I think it's a really good thing for the players that there was only a three-day break between that game and the next game. We, t- we came right back on Saturday night um, to host the Chicago Fire, and I think it was a very good thing that we were playing a team that themselves has not been playing very well. Um and, and, you know, they have a couple of interesting pieces, but, like, they were missing Georgi Mihailovic, who's with the national team. Um, Nemanja Nikolic has not been good this year. So, I don't know. I, I mean, it's probably a good thing, don't you think, that, like, you have a, a performance like that. All you got to do is wait three days and, and you get another shot to kind of erase it from your memory. I would think that's good. That's what they were saying. I mean, that makes sense. Like, you don't want to just dwell on this. Let's get out there and let's, let's write this thing. Let's take care of business. So the lineup comes out for uh, the uh, Chicago Fire game. And I thought there were a couple interesting things in here. Um, one, Andre Ufantas nowhere to be found in the 18. And he is not hurt. He is not suspended. Right. He is the million-dollar center back that just is not in the 18. Um, it's because we're getting rid of him to clear up cap space and bring back Icopara. Don't, don't start that, <laughs> that rumor. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, stranger things have happened. Uh, stranger things three. 
Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still have not watched that yet. I need to. Um, I have not watched the first two seasons. Oh my so let goodness. me catch up with you. you... Relax. I'm I'm on I'm on the last season of Downton Abbey. Relax. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Um, you better not forget about it. You need to watch it. No, no, probably not going to do that. I feel like I'm going to get a servant. I need a servant oh or a maid. <laughs> um, someone to help me get ready in the morning. <laughs> um, I did rewatch Fresh Prince of Bel Air not that long ago, and 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 did sort of like the idea of a butler that could cook me dinner every night. So I can need my own Jeffrey. Oh, 100%, dude. Um, well, butlers shouldn't be cooking. You have a cook for that. All right? that That's down in the kitchen. Butler does other things. Okay. Well, in Fresh Prince, Jeffrey did everything. He was a very good butler yeah. chef. All, all you know, jack of all trades. Um, sure. Not a real butler. That's a, that's a fake one. <laughs> um, so Fontos not in the 18th. I mean, man, that's a hard contract to unload. I mean, especially in MLS. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're going to be able to dump him. So... We'll see. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a good point. We'll have to see. A million dollars a year is what he's making now. If you sell him to a team outside of MLS, if you know there's a, a team in like the second division of Spain or something, maybe we're back in South America. But like, what has he done to attract interest from anybody else? I don't know. Um, but yeah, not much. It'd be tough to move him. So he wasn't in the 18. Gideon Zalalem was uh, in the starting lineup, which it was interesting to see him in there. And you know who else wasn't in the 18, though? And, he, and Zalalem was kind of maybe starting in his place is Kellen Rowe. Like, Rowe has gone, just disappeared. I feel like I need to set out an Amber Alert for him. Like, where has he gone? I don't know. Um, but what did you think of this starting lineup? Were you like, okay, this 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 lineup can can sort of right the ship? Yeah. I think we all kind of felt like that. Yeah, I mean, that's as good as it's going to get. But then when it came down to uh, when you look, you're like, oh, God, where is Fontas? And I think this was interesting because Johnny Russell was not in the 18 on the app. And then Sam McDowell tweeted out and said, no, he's currently warming up on the field. And it's like, okay, so he is playing tonight. I, I guess we'll see him at the 70th minute. I mean, it was just different. Yeah, it got a little confusing because, um, yeah, we, I tweeted out the, the the lineup from the app because that always comes out like 10 minutes before the actual lineup tweet from the club. And I was like, oh, we're only fielding oh, 17 people. Like, Johnny's not in there. Oh, well, I guess he's just not back. And, and then he was. So I'm glad he's 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 in the 18 and I'm glad he was able to play at 20 minutes. Um, but the- Yeah, it was nice to see him in there. Yeah, this game, this game was interesting because we had Quase back in the uh, – and sort of that false nine um, striker position again. Yeah, making a statement, right? Uh, to Namath, I think so. I think I mean had to be. And, and look, it, it was what the 14th minute where Johan. Well, first off, you know f- this is all Felipe really um, that starts this. He 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 gets the ball from from Ilya, and he looks up, and this pass from Felipe is one of the better passes I've seen in a long time. This was an absolutely gorgeous through ball where he just looks up, sees Johan splitting some slow-ass center backs, and, and Johan blows right past Bastian Schweinsteiger and just hits the ball straight past the fire goalkeeper who was way the hell out of the box, and suddenly it's 1-0, 14th minute, Sporting KC's winning. So, Yeah, it's smart, man. Johan is just hustle after hustle. It's 
It's unbelievable, dude. It, it gave it a little uh, gave it a little French kiss past the goalkeeper. There, it was great. Yeah, you can say a lot of things about Johan. My buddy Chip said that. By the way, I said <laughs> we're gonna have to call every goal he makes a French kiss. Um, you can say a lot of things about Johan. His touch isn't always the greatest. He's not the most coordinated. You can't question damn his, it, his work rate. Yeah, man, he is he is running out there. He and he was a good one to start against a center back like Bastian Schweinsteiger because one he's going to out muscle him, but Schweini's not a small dude, and Johan's not a small dude either. So he was definitely able to use his size and physicality to sort of muscle around Schweinsteiger in a way that I don't think Namath could have. So. I can agree with that. Absolutely, man. Nam- Namath just isn't showing it right now. And if, if Krause is going to continue to score in two out of two games that he's played in, then why not continue to go with him right now? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he, he's shown you any reason why he shouldn't start at striker. Like, Namath's I mean, not showing us why he should. So change yeah, it up. I ha- I'm inclined to defend Namath to an extent because Namath's style of play is very much dependent on sort of the midfield being able to function properly. And the midfield hasn't really functioned properly. So they're not able to get Namath the ball. Namath's better with the ball at his feet. Um, he's got pretty decent hold-up play. Um, when they can't get him the ball, he's not a guy who you can whip in crosses and he's going to get his head on the end of the ball. It's not his style of play. Johan's much more of a guy who can muscle, make his own space, and, and sort of get that, that last touch in the ball. So I don't know that it's entirely Namath's fault, but also... If your skill set doesn't work for the personnel we got, then you sorry, you got to get out of the lineup. So, um, yeah, man, this this game ended one zero. We all know that, but there were plenty of other opportunities for Sporting KC to score. I mean, I feel like this game probably should have ended like six or seven zero. Um, it felt like every other second there was another sh- chance at scoring a goal. So yeah, we were coming, dude. We were coming hard. Um, Daniel Shallowy had a, a wide open volley in like the 53rd minute. I think it was Graham Zussi who looked up and, and a gorgeous pass and, and, and Shallowy sort of one timed it off of his right foot and Shallowy of last year buries this one, puts it away. Shallowy of this year, it goes six inches to the right of the post and it's no goal. Um, I think it's just, he's not in form. He's getting back maybe, but he's not quite in form. So that's what it seems like, man. It's, and he cannot catch a break. He's trying. He is trying. I mean, and, and right after that, it, it was when it, it was almost like the Chicago Fire defense was trying to give us the ball back because, you know, Johan almost stole the ball from the goalkeeper. And then um, the it wasn't Schweinsteiger, but the other defender just kicked it right at um, Felipe Gutierrez, who got the ball to, to Gerso, who had a point-blank shot. Um and and that got blocked by the keeper. We almost scored there. Don't know how that didn't happen. Um, Felipe missed a point blank chance um, about four minutes later. I mean, there was a stretch of like six or seven minutes where we could have scored like three goals, and and somehow we didn't. Um, oh yeah, it could have been five zero six zero by the end of that game. I mean, it was uh, tensions popped off though a little bit towards the end though. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, because first off, your boy, I'm going to call him your boy. I'm putting this one on uh, on your side here because you're, you're, a, you're a Bayern Munich fan. Um, Bastian Schweinsteiger is a big Bayern Munich legend. He's, he's a soccer legend in general. They're lining up for, uh, for a free kick, and uh, Botan Barats 
hand kind of like skims past Basti's back. Schweinsteiger like looks, thinks about it for like what seems like two solid seconds, then grabs his shoulder and falls down and is like, oh my God. And it was like the worst acting job I've ever seen. Snipers, bro. Fucking snipers. <laughs> and I was right in front of the cauldron too. And I was like, everyone's got a gun these days. It's crazy. <laughs> did you see when they played the replay on the board? Like, did you, I mean, did you hear the stadium? Like, it was it was one of the funniest things I've heard in a oh, long yeah. time. Oh yeah, I couldn't believe they played the replay. I, I was I did not expect that, and I was like, oh, they're going to show it. <laughs> I didn't either because I found out that I didn't know this. Maybe this was common knowledge. I didn't know this. I found out it's actually a league edict that you are stadiums are not allowed to show controversial replays, whether it's close a close call. Like if it's a missed card or whatnot, the league literally does not allow them to show controversial replays because they I don't wondered want about people that. to get mad at the refs. Dude, um, in college basketball, they show everything and, and all the students just lose their minds if, a, if someone misses a foul call. Right. So in MLS, it's another dumb thing about the league. They're not allowed to show it. So, I mean, this wasn't necessarily a close call. So that's interesting. Yeah. This, I mean, it was us. Uh, it gave us a moment to laugh hysterically at that fool, right? And it should have been a card for embellishment, is what it should have been. Should have been, but yeah, this. <laughs> I just, I was like, this dude. You're one of the greatest players in the history of German soccer. You're one of the greatest players in the history of one of the most decorated clubs in the world. How has your career come to this? Chicago Fire. <laughs> oh, mm, gotcha. Yeah, I was just like, how how has your career fallen to this? Like, come on now. Well. Yeah, I mean he's uh do whatever he can, you know, to try to get get a PK call or whatever. But I'll tell you what, then after that, he goes and runs into Tim Melia, and I think Melia was saying that it wasn't even all that bad. Like, no, it's not a big deal. I'm fine. But Botan was about to come kill a German. It was gonna happen. It's a Hungarian hitman. He was coming. Hungarian was coming hitman, dude. I mean, I, I really wish he'd get the barcode tattoo on the back of his head. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. Um, yeah, boat hired hired help. Botan was not having it. Bot Botan, I think, was tired of nasty shit. You defend your goalkeeper. I mean, that's what you do as any player. But your defender, I mean, come on, they're the they're the goalkeeper. They're basically defending the goalkeeper. Yeah, in my opinion. So, and it was going down, dude. He was going to fight Bastion, and I'm not sure that would have went well. I think Bastion. Bastion has him in the calf department, that's for sure. Bastion has those vodka bottle calves, you know? <laughs> but Bastion's also like 74 years old and looks like he was about to pull a hamstring at any moment on the field. That's um, true. Botan would have, it reminds me of that scene in Rush Hour when someone kicks Chris Tucker in the face and he's like, which one of y'all just kicked me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, he, I mean, Johan was running all around him all night. Like, past, I mean, there's there's a reason they moved him to center back and not central midfield because he just can't run anymore. Um, yeah, I just, which I he, think is bullshit. By the way, center backs are running like crazy. They always got to track back and and chase the fast forward. I mean, the forward's the fastest guy out there sometimes. Right. Well, especially a team like Sporting KC, who we've kind of shifted to more of like a quick counter style as of late. Like, yeah. Basti's running, trying to catch up with Johan from the midline. Like, it's not going to go well. It's crazy. Um, it was did. interesting. I was ready. I was he ready did. for a fight. Well, and it almost got worse a few minutes later when Basti kind of kicked, Yo- uh, not Johan, uh, uh, Botan Barat. He was on the ground. Basti kind of kicked him. And then Zussi got all up in his face. Zussi was like, I'm about to fight you too. So oh, I feel like I missed that somewhere. I don't know. 
Oh yeah. I feel like I didn't see that. Yeah, man. Barat was on the ground and 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 Basti definitely kind of kicked him. It was on the far side from where you normally sit. Zeusy got all up in his face and was like pointing the finger and like Zeusy was about to throw down. So it was uh it got intense. Um but hey, you know what? Got out of there with a uh a one nothing lead and um suddenly Sporting KC has a victory, one that we did not have in a long time. We are no longer last in the West, 22 points. Yay! Sitting 10th place now, um, just five points out of a playoff spot. So We're still trash in the power rankings, but that's okay. That's all right. And until we, that's going to be that way until we start, until we start beating people that have a good reputation. All right, we can't stake our claim off a Chicago Fire win or a Columbus Crew victory. We just can't. No, but Portland is number two in the power rankings, which is odd. Ninth place team in the West. That's interesting. I know they've been playing interesting. better as of late, but I feel like you can't be the ninth place team in the West well, and be number two in the power rankings. And say we go down to Vancouver this weekend and beat them, I bet we don't move either because Vancouver's no one to really write home about either. Yeah, I mean, I mean Vancouver, they, uh, they're not great either. Um you know, it would definitely be, it's definitely a winnable game on the road. Um, they, they just took a thumping to LAFC six to one. So we didn't lose as bad as they did. Um, but <laughs> that's good. So, it, I mean, it's definitely a, a game where I think we can go to Vancouver and, and, and get a result. I fully expect that we need to get a result and that we will get a result in Vancouver. I actually think we're going to win this game in Vancouver. Um, I think Johnny Russell. All right. Well, they need a little rematch, little rematch from uh, when they came to our place and and got it done. Yeah, I just I think that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I think that I have a, a, a decent feeling that we're starting to turn a corner, um, and I think that even though we only beat the Fire one zero, we created a hell of a lot of chances, and on any other night, we probably put five or six of those away. Um, I think it's a. Uh, I think there's opportunity here, and I think that there's brighter things ahead for Sporting Casey. So, I dig it. I dig it, man. I guess that might make me the optimist of this episode. Maybe we're both optimists. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I can. I'm an optimist that we can get it done against Vancouver. Sure. Uh, um, if you're talking about at home against FC Dallas the week after, well, I'm not so optimistic about it. Well, let me tell you. If Sporting KC doesn't win on the field against FC Dallas, my media game team's going to win on the field against FC. Well, I guess we don't play it. We would lose against FC oh Dallas. My God. But I will be what position on the field are you at halftime. Uh, we have not yet assigned positions. I don't know. Who, who does that? Who assigns positions? Well, they this was the dumbest. So they did a, a media game draft at no other pub after the Women's World Cup. And, and you like, weren't picked last. Be. I was proud of you. I, I, almost. Representing the pod well. <laughs> um, they drew captains out of a hat, which I think it was kind of rigged because the two captains that ended up getting picked were uh, Danny Welniak from KCTV5. Oh, and it was and Danny's then, hat. And and then a guy from Fox 4. And I was like, of course, the two TV people get picked first as captains. And then they just picked all their TV buddies for like the first 10 rounds. What, did um, you want to be captain? Uh, who who would have been oh, your hell first no. pick? If you were captain, who's your first pick out of that group? Well, see, that's what's not fair. The first I would have picked the guy who was the first pick, Diego. Diego. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he played for the freaking 
Sure. Kansas City wins. You know he's still got it. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Um, is he on your team or the other team? No, he's on the other team. Which Warriors? Oh, you'll probably lose. Yeah. Yeah. We do have Jillian Carroll, and she played. She's good. Um, okay, sure. At but, soccer. You know, she doesn't make as much money as, as men do, so probably won't be yeah. as good. Yeah. Um, Carter Augustine was like the third pick for our team. I, I mean, hey. Oh, I don't interesting. All right. Maybe he's What about Bucati? But Nate, is Nate? No, Nate's not doing it. He's not in there. But I was like the 16th pick. No, not like 14th pick for our team out of 16. So, you know what? Okay. I was down there. But hey. Um, well, my feelings gonna, are not gonna, hurt. They're just disappointed. <laughs> I tried, man. I tried to get them I to know get in you there. did. But hey, I'll be there anyways uh, with my with the fantasy experience camp. You know, where uh, that's going yeah. on that weekend. So it's really it's cool, cool that Jimmy and I will be playing on that field in the same weekend. I mean, it mine will cool. be... Mine will be a full game, but yours is like 10 minutes. It's all good. Minus 10 minutes with 16 people per team on the field at the same time. Is it really? There's no subs? You all are going 16 on 16? I mean, I think the game's only like 10 minutes long because it's at halftime. So I think they're just throwing everybody out there. A cluster. You might as well go catch butterflies like me as a Little League baseball player in the outfield. (laughs) You might as well go do some cartwheels or something. I've been trying to plan if I somehow score a goal what my celebration will be. Um, Well, there's no offsides. Just go cherry pick. Just go stand yeah. down there. I thought about do I do like the Rapino like arm wave like in her photo? Do I do I drink tea like Alex Morgan? Do I have my no other pod shirt underneath my jersey so when I score I rip off my shirt and I run around oh. with my no other pod shirt on? I think you um. do that no matter who scores. You just celebrate <laughs> with them. Like you steal their celebration. Well, that's a great idea actually. Absolutely. You come over to the sideline to me. Yep. I give you a drink. <laughs> of my kuzbucha, and you take your shirt off. No other pod <laughs> on the chest. I did. So one thing I did do, um, they're, they're giving us jerseys of some sort. I don't know if they're training kits or actual kits, but they let you oh. customize them. So oh. I, I, I I already have the home, and I already got the away jerseys. I was like, I don't need it, and I don't need one with my name on it. So I, I told them to put no other pod on the back, and the number I picked oh, was, man. Was, uh, was 19, because I was like, it's 2019. So my plan is after, after the game, I'll probably get it framed. So it'll just say Bro, sporting, sporting jersey with uh, no other pot on it. I should have done that for the fantasy camp, but I just decided to put my name on it like a Magellan, like an idiot. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't I didn't think of it until right before. I was like, oh, this would be kind of cool. Well, so. okay. Mine's, mine's for the camp, though. It's not like it's a media camp, you know. That makes yeah. sense. Well, you're not. Okay. So the worst that I saw was, I don't remember who it was, but so like you got to pick your, your name and number. Like, and most people are either putting their own name or some, like somebody put older than dirt on there. Cause he's pretty old. So like they're making some kind of funny names. <laughs> Cause he's pretty old. One person, <laughs> one person for their customization, they just put Namath and number nine. Well, it's like, oh, you're just, okay. you're just getting a free Jersey. Like, I mean, I guess more power to you, but like, I don't know that that's quite what they intended, but interesting yeah so well it'll be cool we'll be uh we'll be watching you out there and it'll be uh making a fool of myself fun to watch watch you get stuck in goal (laughs) i i'm man if if they stick me in goal i'm pulling myself we're going goalie list for the whole game (laughs) we're going pulling the goalie like nhl over here i'm I'm not about to be just sitting back there for 10 minutes doing nothing you just you just take the goalie (laughs) gloves off and you just go play as another central defender. I'm gonna do like what they what, what those people do in FIFA when they're killing you online and they just want to be little annoying shits. Is the goalie gets the ball oh, and then they just roll it to their feet and then the goalie just takes it themselves up the field the entire way, not passing, 
just gonna take it down, oh, see, down the length. This of the is field. why you've been. This is why you've been running five Ks, man. You're ready to go. That's right. I've been. I've been doing kickboxing training. I got, I'm trying to get in better shape. Oh like, shit! This tie bow, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready for some for some two footed challenges. I'm 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 coming, Ooh. man. I'm coming. He's up there, Chael Sonnen. I don't want to fight you, Chael Sonnen, man. Did you, <laughs> you see that that MMA fight from this past weekend? Five second no. knockout. Oh yeah, dude, that was insane. Flying knee right out. Oh man. Um, I also saw one that's booked. Actually, Tito Ortiz is going to face ex WWE champ Alberto Del Rio in a mixed martial arts match. Okay, well, the WWE guy's probably going to lose. Um, now, I don't know about that, man. There's been some successful WWE people to transition over. We'll see. Ever heard of Brock Lesnar? Yeah, he wasn't good, and he was. Yes, he, he was. was juiced. Ever heard of Jack Swagger? No. Yeah, man, he's well, he's he's in like Bellator, but yeah. <clears throat> oh, what was the other guy who who tried? Um, oh, that there? would have been CM Punk. Who CM Punk? Yeah, I mean he he he's trying to make some kind of comeback, but probably tired of getting hit he's, in the face. Yeah, probably shouldn't do that. Um, he's like, we actually pull our punches in WWE, but yours actually hurt. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I got a lot of. Res- I mean, I don't watch WWE, they're, but they're athletes. They're, I mean, that's super physical, but they're not actually getting pummeled in the face repeatedly with real punches uh, they i mean they get things they get, happen they get and they hit. get bloodied yeah. yeah but they're probably not taking a flying knee to the face five seconds after the bell rings no that was insane <laughs> and then getting punched in the head repeatedly after you're already knocked out until the ref gets there uh, right but anyway let's uh let's ask or answer a few questions here um because we yeah. got we got a lot more that we still want to talk about a lot of the questions center around the MLS transfer window because the secondary transfer window opened on Tuesday officially. Um, and we have signed someone. No, no, we no, haven't. we have not. Although it Sorry. wouldn't surprise me if we release this on Wednesday and then we find out that we have. Um, oh, definitely going to happen. But Eric Martinez, who, by the way, shout out to Eric Martinez. I forgot to tell you this about the women's world cup watch party. This was some bullshit. And Eric came to the rescue. Um, so the club had the media draft at no other pub, right? And then I promise we'll get to the questions. Club had the media draft at no other pub after the Women's World Cup game. So they had saved off a section for the media. And I, and I emailed them and I asked them the day before at the Chicago game, hey, is that section going to be reserved during the actual game? Can we just come sit there and watch the game there instead of having to battle 10,000 people outside? And they're like, yeah, sure. It'll be reserved all game. You're more than welcome to. Ten minutes before the kickoff, they send out an email. They're like, "Hey, we got the space reserved for the game. If you want to come watch the game here, feel free." So we're, I, me and my fiance are down there. We're sitting in there. We're like, "Oh, this is great. We got it, like a whole section to ourselves." Literally, like two minutes before kickoff starts, Sporting KC comes over and they're like, "So, um, Mike Illig just called and and he wants the space for himself. So sorry, you can't you can't sit here anymore." And Mike Illig's I, I don't know if he's actually an owner or if he's just the son of Cliff Illig, who is a sporting case owner. And I was like, wait, so like we got this giant space with like seven different tables and, and we can't sit here. You got booted like, by yeah, Mike, Mike Illig? Mike. Well, it gets, so we're like, okay, well, there's literally no place else to go. So we're walking around. This is where Eric comes in. Shout out to Eric. He and his wife and a friend of theirs were there and, and they let us join their table. They went outside for a little bit, came back in. We had a great time sitting there with them. So shout out to Eric for letting us sit there. Here's the best part. Mike Gillig never actually showed up. What? They booted us and then had the whole section empty for the entire game. So that was cool. But I, 
No, so no one yeah. was there for the whole game? Nobody was there, except for the guy who booted us, who was just the staff person working on his laptop. And then after the game, he kind of tried to play it off like, oh, oh sorry, Mike never showed up. I was like, what so you booted us for no hell? reason. Yeah. We weren't the only media people that were pissed. There were a lot of people that came because they're like, you literally emailed us 10 minutes ago saying we could sit here. And now you're like, no, nah, never mind. Dude, that's so. just another thing about uh, just put that on the list of reasons people don't like no other pub. I mean, yeah. I tried to I tweeted at them like twice asking if they'd be serving lunch or if they would just be serving uh, breakfast. And I got no response. So then I tagged them again and I got nothing. I'm like, fools, I see you respond to people on here. But you can't say nothing to me about your food situation. Guess I'm not coming. Suck my dick. People were not happy. I mean, all like everybody there, they were like, the service is really bad. The service is really slow. People are still complaining that there's no Boulevard products there. So it's, I mean, it's cool that there's like, like the TVs and stuff are cool, but the service and the food, meh, not great. Um, yeah. And I, dude, were they serving lunch or, or just the breakfast? I don't even know. I ordered one beer and it took like 25 minutes for it to come to me. So I was like, we're not no, about to order I food because it's going to get here at 745 tonight. Well, they're all, no. they're busy. I get it. I mean, if you've, if you've ever been a server, I mean, you got, you, you empathize with people who are in the profession that you've been in before. Sure. So, I mean, I get it. It sounds like a stressful situation, but I don't, uh, I don't blame the servers. I, do I more blame the management of the place. Um, yeah, I gotcha. But anyway, so shout out to Eric because he and his wife, Simone, lovely people, let us join their table. Absolutely. It was very cool. Nice. Um, but Eric's question, who do we have or can get that would legitimately replace Roger? When I mean replace, I mean a near replica. He's at that old age. So, um, nobody, nobody. Yeah. He's irreplaceable. We certainly don't have anybody on the roster that can replace him. I don't, I mean, I don't know of anybody off the top of my head. That's a realistic target for us to go get to replace Roger because anybody that I would know is probably somebody who's not attainable because they're bigger name stars. Um, but man, it's going to, I mean, it's going to be hard to replace him. And I think we've seen that in what we thought was a deep midfield. And then he went down and the whole thing fell apart. So might take a little bit of a, a shift in, in style of play. We'll see. It's insane that Roger makes all the difference. Like the moment we get him back, I think things are going to really be better. It's, it's amazing that we have to say that. Yeah. And he's almost there. We're all, we're we're almost at that point. Rogers coming back uh, pretty soon. Eric Hurtado's coming back pretty soon. Hurtado, yeah. Lindsay might be coming back pretty soon. So we're getting there. Um, there Dylan, is a sorry. I just wanted to address. There is, you know, we're talking about left back and everything. Like, there's a report that we might sign a left back soon. Is that even the position we need to address? I mean, I get it. We really don't have the money to address anyone else. But is that really the spot we need to look at? Yeah, so that's that's an interesting rumor that's going around. And the club has confirmed interest in this person. His name is Luis Martins. Yeah, there's a whole write-up Martins. on MLS Soccer. Yeah, Luis, Luis Martins. Martins. He's from uh, Portugal. Portugal. Um, he is not a starter, as far as I can tell. Um, he he currently, I guess, he's his contract was up on, on July 1st, so he'd be a free transfer. But he was with Chavez in, in Portugal. Um he didn't play all that much. I mean, I guess he had 81 appearances in the in Liga NOS, but I mean, that was over a number of years, three goals, one assist. Um, I don't know. 
like, is this to put, I mean, he's 27. He's not young. So this isn't like a future signing. It's, it's odd. I mean, I don't know. Do you, I mean, does it, does it make sense to you at all? Not really. No, not at all. So it, it, it'll be interesting if anything comes of it. I'm just like, why is that the position we're addressing? You, are you saying Seth's not doing his job? I just don't feel that. The only thing I can think, because Jimmy Majanda's pretty much back. Um, the only thing I can think is if they're w- thinking about moving Jimmy back up into either a midfield or forward position, and then they need somebody else back there with Seth. Um, but other than that, I can't make any sense of it. So it's right. weird. We'll see. All um, right, go on with the questions. Dylan Butkenbach says, uh, has Quaze and Zalalem earned consistent starts going forward? I think we talked about Quaze, but what do you think about Zalalem? Zalalem's interesting. Uh, he has not had a couple of bad games there. I mean, it's been nice. So um, he'd be the only question there, I think. I, I think they'll maybe put Benny back in there here shortly. But Quaze, why the hell not, man? Uh, if he can play for 70 minutes and let Namath and come in and try to get something done, then by all means. Absolutely. Um, the doc said, um, do you think re-signing a couple more of our former players would be a good idea? For example, Ike, because Fontas is not cutting it and Dom Dwyer or Kai Kamara because Eric Hurtado is hurt or should we get fresh faces? Um, I I'll, I'll let you answer that too. I just wanted to say real quick, like I don't think there's any chance that we're getting any of those guys back. So we could talk about it in the abstract, I guess, but none of them are coming back. But I don't know. Do you? I mean, yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, we're not getting Dwyer or Kai, that's for sure. But uh, dude, I could I could see us trying to get Latif or uh, or Ike back. You know what I'm saying? But I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he did say Eric Hurtado, pun intended. I was like. <laughs> ah. Hurt is literally in his name. That kind of sucks. That's almost as bad as Kuzer rhyming with loser. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's my life. Um, that's my life. Hurtado's almost back, though. I don't think Minnesota will give up Ike. I think Ike's liking Minnesota up there. Minnesota's doing pretty well with Ike there. Latif's made himself, I mean, Mark Rogandino last week talked about it, pretty much indispensable for LAFC. Oh, yeah, they love him. So, that would be tough. Um Yeah. And then this one's an interesting one. Darren Meeker, how young is too young to bring a baby to a game? Hoping to be back for the FC Dallas, the game minus <laughs> the baby, but I'm asking for future reference. So you're down there. Bro, we've seen babies out there. We've seen babies yeah. out there and they got big old, you know, construction style headphone earmuffs on. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I don't so know. Why the hell not? I am without child. I do not know. I, I don't know what I would do to, if, if I had a baby. Um I baby de- definitely would change the game. I mean, it would, it would really affect where I want to sit. I don't, I don't know if I'd be going to kick it in the cauldron or, or, you know, maybe South stand South stand would be probably the cheapest uh, seat for, for me South stand or, or, I mean, if you, if you can afford it, like an actual seat somewhere where you have like a reserved seat probably is nice because then you can just show up and get right to your seat and you can leave and come back if you need to. But yeah. Um, I mean, man, I've seen people there with like basically newborns. So, which I is crazy it, to me. I, but I can't judge because I don't have a child. So, I, but I judge anyway because I'm an American and that's what we do. <laughs> um, let me let me ask you this because we put this out on our our Twitter and and we got a number of answers, plenty of which were bring back Ike. We still want a number nine. Get rid of Fontas. But if you could choose one position for Sporting KC to upgrade this transfer window, what would you choose? 
I mean, aren't... I'm looking at that right now. Eric, God damn it, Eric Martinez. We said one position, not two. <laughs> <laughs> he says like three. Uh, I think, you know, it's always going to be about the striker, right? I mean, apparently I see Sporting Timio is over here, midfielder, because apparently that's all we know how to sign. But <laughs> it's always been about the nine, man. We need someone who scores on the reg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... What's weird is if you look at Namath from an expected goals perspective, he's actually like number eight in the league on the course of the season for expected goals, which is not bad, but they all came in like what seems like two or three games. Like he was really good to start the season and then just fell off a cliff. And again, I think that kind of corresponds to when Roger went down and when things started going to shit for the whole team. But yeah, it's it's not cutting it. So Exactly. I, I mean, if I'm thinking long-term... I know we joke about how many midfielders we have, but midfield is the position I worry about most long-term. Like, Roger's going to not be here forever. I wouldn't be surprised if we took a deal for Felipe if someone came along and offered him or offered us enough money for him just because, you know, he, sometimes you can't quite tell if he's totally digging it here or not. Um, so, I don't know. Midfield's still a position of concern for me. But we'll see. See what happens. Yeah. We got about a month of a transfer window, so you never know. But anyway. It's um, true, man. The only other thing I want to mention MLS related before we move on to some national team topics is the uh the Chicago Fire. Your former uh resident soccer team when you lived in Chicago. Um <laughs> they paid the city of bridgeview which is where their stadium is and it's what i mean when when we went to a game it took us what an hour to get from your apartment to uh to bridgeview i think or something like that bro it was yeah and on with no traffic it would have been about 45 minutes but still that's that's crazy i mean soldier field is what it i'm not saying i would have been a fan of chicago fire had they played at soldier field but i would have gone to games i would have watched them so, because the only game I ever went to was when Sporting came to town. That's it. Yeah. So what they did here is they pay. They had a, a lease with the city of Bridgeview for for their stadium until like 2036. It's a ridiculous thing. And so they are basically wow. paying 65 million dollars, 10 million up front, to get out of that lease. And now they're they're going to be able to go play at least in the near term at Soldier Field in Chicago. So probably That's a good interesting. thing. I think but, it is a good thing, absolutely. But you're not alone. I have another friend who lives in uh, in Chicago, and and he was telling me today that because um, there's rumors that they might even play their last game of this year against the Toronto uh, Toronto FC. I almost said against the Toronto Raptors, um, against Toronto FC at Soldier Field. And he was like, "Man, I take the train right in there and just walk to the stadium. Like that's pretty easy." Well, so. it's not a ton. Yeah, it is definitely easier. I would take a lift over there, though, and they just drop me off. But it's not a ton different than like LA Galaxy playing in Carson. I mean, it's not as Carson's not as bad as Bridgeview. But, uh, you know, when we were staying in LA, we, we went to a Galaxy game and it was a little bit of a drive, but not crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's a definite advantage LAFC have over the Galaxy, is, is you're right. Carson's a little bit of a ways out there. But, I mean, they've also. You know, they've been they've successful. also legalized marijuana. Oh, that's not what you were going to say. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, I mean, it helps when you have somebody like Zlatan or David Beckham 
or, you know, insert name here that they've had Landon Donovan and you've won five MLS cups. Like, you know, the fire have had none of that. And, you know, Nemanja Nikolic and Alexander Katai are not going to draw a crowd from Chicago to Bridgeview. So not when Nikolic is on the bench. Yeah. CJ Sapong is their starter right now. So exactly. Which I wouldn't mind having him back in a sporting uniform right about now. Oh, I'd be down with that. Good name. Yep. Um, Let's talk about the worst national team now before we talk about the good national team. Um, the U.S. men played in the Gold Cup uh, against Mexico. And did you have any sort of hope that we'd actually pull this one out? Or were you just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I kind of had a lot of hope, dude. It kind of felt like we were going the right way to win this whole damn thing. You know, not not losing a game, not even conceding a, uh, a goal, right? Yeah. I I I will fully admit I am much more of a pessimist than much of Twitter when it comes to the U.S. men's national team. I am not a fan of Greg Berhalter as the coach. I I didn't get encouraged by this Gold Cup performance. If anything, I thought it was sort of a wasted tournament because what did we do? We lost while looking not very impressive against teams like Curacao, and we didn't even get players like Timothy Weah or Josh Sargent minutes. Um I think it's a step in the right direction, dude. I mean, it's not where we we were, but it's not where we need to be. So, I mean, I feel like it's a step. Yeah, I hear you. I just wish, like, man, I don't need to see Michael Bradley or Josie Altstor or Tim Ream anymore. Get them out. Like, go. Away. Bye. Like, Josie had a chance to score, pulled it wide when, you know, he tried to put it across the face of goal, didn't need to. Pulisic well, I had see, a chance that got blocked. Um, I see Mexican players are back to choking us again. That was bad. Weston That's McKinney got choked right in front of a ref and nothing happened. The ref saw it happen. I'm like, <laughs> you are a joke of a referee. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And he was pretty terrible in the last couple minutes of the game, too. We were getting fouled all up and down the field, and, and he just did not want to call a foul. Um, Jesus. Jonah Dos Santos... Scored the lone goal of the game. And, uh, it was a good one. It was pretty good. I mean, it was a breakdown in the midfield. I don't really know what Michael Bradley was doing, but it was a gorgeous little back heel to, to Jonah. And, and he just, I mean, that was it, 1 0. And you knew that was it. Yeah. The reason I'm a little skeptical still is one, like, I'm still not really sure what the plan is because we didn't get our all of our young guys that I think we needed to in there. There was no Paxton Pommy call, there was no Timothy Weah, there was no. Josh Sargent. Um, I know Tyler Adams was hurt, but there was no DeAndre Yedlin. Like, you know, Reggie Cannon, I thought looked real good at left back. I mean, there's opportunity there. Or excuse me, right back. I think there's there's opportunity there. Um, but there was that. And and Mexico, they didn't have like their six best players. Like I know we didn't have Tyler Adams, but they didn't have Irving Lozano. They didn't have Carlos Vela. They didn't have Chicharito. They didn't have a like. There's a list of like seven or eight different players that have like 50 or more caps that Mexico did not bring. So this was pretty much their B team, and this was just about our A team. Um, so I don't know. I'm definitely the pessimist when it comes to the national team. I gotcha. So, we'll see. But right on, man. Hey, we'll see what happens. I mean. I'm not I'm not saying fire Baralter right now, but I just hope that you know we see some continued improvement. Yeah. 100%. 
And uh, hope we see the U.S. women national team uh, fresh off the heels of their World Cup victory. Uh, maybe coming here for a game. I mean, you would have to think yes, but there are four dates on their tour that have yet to be filled. And I'm thinking they they showed Kansas City so much throughout that broadcasting. They got to have one of those games here, right? Well, they always sell out when they come to Kansas City. And let's talk about them for a minute because this team is just unfreaking believable. Yeah. Like it was so much fun, even being in no other pub, even though it was kind of a weird experience from the. the facility perspective like seeing that many people (laughs) seeing that many people in power and light to support this team seeing how crazy and how much this country most of this country embraced this team um is just so inspiring um i love that this team talks shit and backs it up like that's one of my favorite things like and, and it's not even i don't even know if that's fair to say that they talk shit they're just confident they're just confident. They uh, just had fun. They got all sorts of flack for it, and they were having fun. And now they're having more fun, doing a tour, taking the trophy around to various talk shows, you know, being yeah, badass bitches like they are. You know what I'm saying? Freaking uh, Kristen Press is over here bumping Gucci belts with Ali Krieger. It's hilarious. They, they've they been having a lot of fun because I don't think – I don't know if – You, you follow their Instagrams? Rec- as as of the recording of this podcast, I'm not sure that they have stopped drinking. No, um, their Instagrams are incredibly lit. It's it's getting me <laughs> hype. I don't even drink anymore, but I'm like, someone give me a fucking beer. <laughs> like it's um, Ashlyn Harris. I think has been drunk since the final whistle. Yeah, um, she's got her shirt hanging open over here with like the female symbol tattooed between her breasts. I mean, they they know how to party. Um, they they and and they deserve it. I mean, this is the best soccer team in the history of the United States Soccer Federation. Uh, most accomplished. They've won. F- this is the fourth World Cup. The women have won. Fans started cheering equal pay at the game, and deservedly so. Like, it's crazy. And to um, which U.S. Soccer was like, oh, "That's not what we heard." <laughs> U.S. Soccer's got to do something, man. Because this is we this didn't is get, we didn't hear that. This is beyond ridiculous. We thought um, we thought it was a USA chant, USA. <laughs> but I just, I mean, the uh, the penalty that occurred where Alex Morgan got like kicked um, was was a pretty big turning point in the game. And Megan Rapino does what Megan Rapino does and just calmly puts that ball away in the penalty kick. And then freaking yeah, goalkeeper didn't even move. That was crazy. No, <laughs> she just had no chance. Fantastic. Um, and then freaking Rose Lavelle. With a gorgeous run, and then a, a phenomenal shot to put the ball away. Um, I don't know, man. I was hyped. I was hyped. So, Rose Lavelle's a beast, man. That's the future right there. Rose is the future. Did you see the really cool tweet that her elementary school put out? Um, I did. Yeah. It said, "I'm a paraphrase, but it said like, you know, this was, you know, Rose Lavelle as a young girl. She it was like dressed like your hero day, and she came dressed as Mia Hamm. And she was like, one day I want to play for the U.S. Women's National Team, and I want to be as good as Mia yep. Hamm. And now Rose Lavelle's winning freaking bronze ball and scoring goals in the World Cup, winning. It's pretty cool. So it's amazing, dude. I love it. Uh, she, uh, that's a dream that doesn't happen all the time. So to see it happen right in front of you is very cool. Yeah, and I think oh man, I'm gonna blame. I was either Alan Gordon or Mike McGee. I don't remember which one of these it was. I get them confused somehow. But one of them tweeted about a video of his daughter 
playing with a soccer ball. And he's like, I have tried my entire life to get my daughter to play soccer. Like I'm not, I was never going to force her, but like I wanted her to play soccer and she never had any interest until the women's national team. And now she's out there kicking a soccer ball and that's pretty cool. So nice. Um, and it's not just little girls. I mean, they're, in, they're inspiring little boys, young, old, old, like they're inspiring me. I'm like, man, give me a soccer ball. I want to go kill play. Um, so it's cool to see what this team's doing. I ordered a Megan Rapinoe yeah, jersey because I was like, I need one. So pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, you brought this up before the pod, but you saw this tweet. I think she's from Houston Dash. Um, yeah, she's a Haley Hansen's a professional soccer player for the Houston Dash. She was saying like it's she's from Kansas City. Yeah, she said you know it's amazing in all caps what was happening down in Power and Light. But she says, where was the support when Kansas City had an NWSL team with USWNT players on it? Learn from this and be better next time. So what do you think? She's not wrong. I think she's not wrong. And I know you made the, you said it's more about just fandom. You know, you got to have a good ownership, get people to the games, and they just had bad ownership. But there's a lot of truth in that as well. Yeah, she's, she sent out another tweet and she said, to clarify, I'm not saying the only fan, that only the fans are to blame. I know there are many factors that go into making a successful club, marketing, venue, etc., which she's right. What I am saying is that you can't call yourself soccer capital of America just because you tune in every four years. So, Well, here you go. There might be, maybe there's a majority of our listeners who actually are looking for an NWSL team to support. I'm also one of them. I'm like, my, my wife and I were like, who should we follow? You know, this is, it's a big deal. Let's get on board with something, you know? And we were looking at Chicago because we were from there. Well, we were kind of irked by some of the Chicago girls at a show one time. They were like the most annoying girls at this comedy <laughs> show. So we're like, nope, we're not fans. We're not fans of you guys. You ruined our ex- comedy <laughs> experience. Uh, but then we're, we were talking, you know, Portland because there's like some Salina, Kansas people on there. Uh, do you support uh, Utah Royals because they're from Kansas yeah. City? Uh, that's where they relocated to. So if you guys are listening here, go go tweet at us and let us know who you follow or who you would like to. I mean, let's start a conversation here because, for one, I need help deciding. Um, I'll probably just decide to not support any and just watch as a general viewer. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to know what everyone else is thinking. Yeah, I still hope that one day we get an NWSL team back. I hope there's better ownership because I, I, I definitely hear what she's saying. If and they I, play at Children's Mercy Park, but look, Swope Park Rangers do that and no one goes. Well, I think there's some merit to what she's saying in that, yes, fans need to be willing to turn, to turn up and, and actually watch the game. And, you know, Budweiser had that whole advertisement where they're like, don't stop watching because we're not going to stop watching now. And then they became a sponsor of NWSL. So, hey, you know what? It's pretty cool. Credit to Budweiser for putting their money where their mouth is. Fans would need to do that too. I just hope that there would be a better ownership situation where the ownership was willing to actually invest in the club because that was not the situation with FC Kansas City. There was all sorts of shady stuff happening. So, um, I don't know. But yeah, I just, I'm so pumped for the women's national team I, and I cannot get enough of it. And it, I just thought it was ironic that. On, on when we're recording this, it was the 10 year anniversary of the Zinedine Zidane headbutt. And I saw all these tweets kind of like glorifying, like, ha, remember how funny this was when Zidane headbutted, literally headbutted a dude in a World Cup final. And that's kind of almost being celebrated. And yet we're still out here asking questions about if the women are 
being too arrogant because they're celebrating their success. I just think that's a huge double standard. So I agree, man. I absolutely agree. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I got. Um, the, the one last thing I wanted to mention is, did you see that Bayern Munich announced their uh, preseason squad for the children's mercy park game? Whoa. I did not. Yeah. 17 first team players are, are, are listed on here, including David Alaba, Jerome Boateng, Serge Nabry, Robert Lewandowski, Thomas Miller, Manuel Neuer. Um, yep. So, yep. That's fantastic, dude. My, my Jersey is a Thomas Muller Jersey. So there you go. You know, let's get those, let's get those autographs, baby. How can we get that done? The one name that's missing. And I thought this was very strange and I was kind of bummed. Alfonso Davies, not on the roster. So that is interesting, but mm. there's, I mean, there's some legitimate names that are coming to play here. Um, oh, hundred percent. And they got to do that, man. They got, for one, it's they're, they're trying to warm up too and everything, but this is also a cash grab for them. Yeah. Leon Goretzka. I mean, like the, there, there's some yep. actual players that are coming. Um, Lewandowski, man. Everyone loves Lewandowski, dude. Yeah. So whether he's got blonde hair or brown hair, everyone loves him. Renato Sanchez. Like, you know, the, I mean, we, we got, we got some names coming. So he's a, uh, that'll be interesting because he, Oh, maybe they're not on Swope anymore. He was really good friends with someone who played on Swope. Like they grew up together. It's pretty cool. So I haven't seen what AC Milan um, is, is going to do as far as the roster yet, but I know it's just I don't a friendly. Know their players. I know, I know it's just a friendly and I know people kind of say, yeah, you just see a B team, but man, you, you got to see Bayern Munich. You got to see AC Milan. You, we're going to see. Two weeks from today. We're going to see some of these first team players play and that's pretty cool. So. I'm excited. Hell yeah. But anyway, man, that's what I got. We went long tonight, but there was a lot to talk about. So we did go long. Yeah. Sorry, but we're not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, anyway, I got a new chair over here and I'm kind of just sinking into it. Like <laughs> mm. I used to sit on a kitchen chair and it would like hurt my butt. Now I'm like sleeping in my chair. Yeah. <laughs> I still just sit on the floor. So, you know. We we pretend oh. like we know what we're doing and that we're halfway professional. That's all right. And we are not. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy's over here playing. Jimmy's playing kindergarten while his uh, fiance brings him occasional juice boxes yeah. on the floor. I sit on the floor with my microphone on my coffee table. I still got my little pillow teepee around my microphone, <laughs> making my uh, my little acoustics. <laughs> so your acoustics, yeah, it probably doesn't do shit. I'm sure it doesn't, but you know, oh, it, it makes me feel like I'm reducing the echo. Why don't you um, just make an entire pillow fort and just, there you go. You'll block out all sound, but you got to bring your me. kitty cats in there. Don't tease me. Yeah. We're, we're, we're cat sitting for the in-laws too. So we got three cats in this house right now. Three so. cats. Oh my yeah. God. That's, it's a lot. That's but. a, that's a, that's a revolution. <laughs> that we're outnumbered god There's damn that's what they say you shouldn't get more than like two dogs because i don't know is there like a pack mentality and they'll just eat your ass <laughs> they'll rise up and eat you i know um, anyway my dog ate my come- couch <laughs> <laughs> on that note um thank you all so much for <laughs> for listening and, and sticking with us this was a busy week um you know, make sure you follow us on Twitter at no other pod at jcmax 3 at Dan Couser. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod. You can always shoot us an email, no other pod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for some, uh, some exciting things in the next week or so. I think we're going to test out a way for you guys to call and leave us voicemails. 
So we, and you know what, if they're good enough, we might even play them on the pod. So awesome. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, sticking with us. Don't forget those five star rating and reviews. Um, but yeah, we'll be back with you next week after the Vancouver game. But until then he's Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Cat revolution. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.